Evolutionary science would lead us to believe that over time, we've become a lot smarter. That's what we read in our textbooks, but a careful examination of cultures from the distant past proves that there is a whole lot more to the story than we're being told. Today on Wonders Without Number, we will examine the lost secrets of ancient civilizations, including ancient technology that causes today's scientists and engineers to wonder in amazement. Welcome to Wonders Without Number. I'm David Reeves, and today we want to inform and inspire you regarding the wonders we find all around us. An infinite number of wonders that point us directly to our Creator, the God of the Bible. Now you are no accident. I want you to know that you're created special. You were created in God's own image. Jesus Christ was and is that Creator, and that He has a plan for your life. Over the course of history, those who were amazed by the magnificence of the celestial bodies have been drawn to the worship of that which was created more than the Creator Himself. While everything was created by the God of the Bible with purpose, only the Creator is to be worshipped. Just as King David wrote in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. Now, we're all familiar with the diagram in which primates begin to stand up and become men. Evolutionary scientists would lead us to believe that we are nothing more than highly developed animals. They depict our ancestors as cavemen with clubs who are suddenly amazed by the ability to start a fire. Today, archaeological evidences prove that human intelligence is not the result of evolution. And along with my friend Mike Snavely, we will be exploring ancient civilizations. Just how smart were those people? Now, growing up in an area of South Africa that teemed with complex and diverse creatures, Mike learned firsthand many remarkable things about nature. His father was a bush pilot for a mission hospital providing services for the Zulu people. He's worked for the National Park Service in Kruger National Park, South Africa, which in some circles has earned him the nickname Ranger Mike. He formed Mission Imperative in 1995 and teaches on creation-oriented issues through speaking engagements and a series of fascinating DVDs on these subjects. So at this time, join with me as we welcome my friend and very special guest, Mike Snavely. Welcome to the program, Mike. Thanks. Good to be here. Great to have you on. Tell me just a little bit about Mission Imperative. Well, we're a, a not-for-profit organization and we travel the nation and sometimes different countries around the world doing a series of seminars that try to explain the biblical version of origins versus the man-made version. Yes. That's our primary task. That's great. And today, we're going to be talking about some of these locations. Now, you've had a chance to visit some of these places that you'll be showing today. Right. And also, some amazing technology, which seems to indicate that they were not cavemen back then, right? Right, right. Well, we're excited to learn. So, why don't you just go ahead and jump in and uh, tell us a little bit about this. Th this is a fascinating look at... at what ancient man was able to do because there are a lot of books on the market today that talk about the mysteries of ancient man and when we look at things that have been labeled oop art mm -hmm. out of place artifacts 
oop art. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So they're only out of place because of our view of the history of mankind. Our, our view has been that mankind began, you know, essentially as a blob of goo billions of years ago. And, you know, we've so, slowly made our way through the caveman stage. And right. now we have, you know, kind of evolved to where we are now. So the further back you go in, we go in time, the more primitive things should be. But when we look at at ancient man, we don't see, you know, this ancient stone age and then, then back into these more ape-like. We find right. fascinating things that mankind has been able to do as it, opposed to the evolution model. In other words, not, not necessarily increasing intelligence over millions of years. No, in fact, in fact, we're finding kind of the opposite. We're finding that ancient man was able to, to do astonishing things that have so baffled many scientists today that people say, well, it has to have been aliens. Right. So aliens get the credit for doing some things that, you know, we just find so amazing today. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what we, what we want to look at today is, is basically that contrast. Um, why, why are things so, so strange? And it's only strange because of our view of history that we're being taught in all around us, in our museums, in our public school system, and so forth, that, you know, that mankind was a, was a brute at one time, and yeah. so forth. So we want to kind of contrast this. We want to look at a little bit at the, the two perspectives, let's just say, of, of history, okay. however you want to look at it. This is when sure. time began, okay. So we have the, the evolution model, or I should say rather, the evolution model says that everything began simply in the mud or in the slime or as Darwin said, a warm little pond, whatever, yeah. okay? It began very simple. So we, we, very simple, very primitive. And with the passage of time, mankind has had this upward mobility. Um, in other words, this has been, the evolution model says that mankind has gotten better and better. What we mean by that is more and more complex okay. with the passage of time. That's this model. The creation model says the exact opposite. The creation model says, no, we began Perfect. Perfect. When God made everything, he said, it's good. That's right. Which means that was awesome at the beginning. That's <laughs> yeah. a true word, when, true use of the word. <laughs> when God says something's good, that means it's really, really it good. It was really good. Everything yeah. was absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. But with the passage of time, mankind began a decline. Okay. And so because of sin, because of the curse of the earth, that nature is groaning and so forth, right. according to Romans, we have this downward spiral. Mankind at the peak of every one of the great civilizations of the past has been able to accomplish astounding things hmm. that, okay. that baffle us today. But on the decline of every one of those civilizations, they've always exhibited the same negative traits, uh, declining moral standards, um, uh, despotism, human sacrifice, and violence, and so forth, all the great civilizations. In other words, there are patterns that repeat on the downward trend yes. that we've seen throughout the great civilizations. Right, and that we can compare that to our own, which we'll do it you know, toward okay. the end. Okay. So what we want to do is look at the uh, at the uh, amazing words of the wisest man who ever lived. <laughs> King Solomon said, the thing that hath been mm -hmm. is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. There's nothing new under the sun. In other words, mm -hmm. the, the cycles of history are just going to repeat themselves. We keep thinking we're doing new things, but right. we might find new ways of doing things, you know, but we just keep doing the same things. Is there anything where of it may be said, see, this is new. Mm -hmm. It hath been already of old time, which is before us. There's no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come, 
with those that shall come after. Hmm. And this is a mysterious verse. Like, what, what's Solomon getting at here? Are we just sort of doomed to this cycle, it mm-hmm. seems, that we'll just keep forgetting the past? Well, let's just have a little bit of a look to start with at that peak okay. that we talked about of, of, of a civilization, okay. at some of the amazing things that ancient man has been able to do. And we'll just take a look at a few. There's so many more that you could look oh, at. Oh, I'm sure. Oop art is everywhere. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's just start in Central America. There was various tombs that had been discovered showing that ancient man has traveled. So mm-hmm. in, in the same tomb, for example, are carvings of people from different parts of the world. For example, here you have Phoenician. Okay. The ancient Phoenicians have traveled, and there's evidence of that all down the east coast of the Americas, into the Gulf, down the east coast of South America. Wow. The ancient Phoenicians were all through that area. And of course, you have Africans, you have Chinese, you have Mongol, all in the same Central American tombs. So okay. we know that the ancients were traveling. Now, we say that we're living in the day and age of travel, right. but really, the ancients were already traveling. So these were representations all found in the same area which means that they would have seen these people at one right. time or the other. They in would have fact, seen them, and they might have been visiting. They would have, right. Right, yeah. So the ancients have traveled. Well, that's just, that might not seem so weird in and of itself, so let's just kind of take it to the next level. You're listening to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. The message presented today was filmed in studio at David Reeves Ministries' Wonders of Creation Center and is available in video format with powerful accompanying visuals. Subscribe to our Genesis Plus package online to get instant access to the video format of this message and hundreds of others right on your computer or mobile device. God does great things past finding out and wonders without number. Our belief in the creator and designer of the universe isn't illogical by any means. We as Christians realize that we have faith in Christ and what the Bible teaches us. But here's the thing. It's not a blind faith. The evidence is all around us. All you have to do is open your eyes and the glory of God is revealed. That's what the book of Romans tells us. The things that were created are revealing God's power in such a profound way that if we deny it, we're without excuse. The true intellectual acknowledges that there is someone so much greater in control, and without him, we are nothing. Jesus cares about you. He wants you to be a part of his family, and if you've never received him, the decisions you make today will have an eternal impact. We have a loving creator who is able. It is only by your prayers and support that people around the world are finding hope as they grow in knowledge of their loving Creator and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are encouraged by this message and would like to be a part of sharing this information with millions across the globe, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 931-212-7990 or write us at David Reeves Ministries, Post Office Box 2824, Lewisburg, Tennessee, 37091. Visit our website, davidreeves.com today. That's davidreeves.com. And now, back to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. In the Yucatan Peninsula, there are structures, and not just there, all throughout this region, but Mm -hmm. especially in this region. 
there are structures that we would call pyramids, right. and of course you can see they have their own local flavor architecturally. Yeah. That don't quite look like the pyramids of Egypt, but strangely, ziggurat-like, I guess. Right. Strangely, though, many of them have the same or very similar base dimensions as the pyramids in Egypt, hmm. which have brought up interesting questions. Was one the copy of another? Could it have had a common designer? They estimate now the closest estimate they can figure out is there might be as many as a hundred thousand pyramids in this area, all through this area. Wow! Which most of them are just still buried; you can't get to them, and, and so forth. So, there there are evidences of of great things that people have done. I mean, building wise, that just yes. are now the 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 ability to to do these things has just kind of gone. We don't know how they did all this, and the ancients were obviously traveling, seeing maybe things from other civilizations and copying them. And could it be possible that some of these people visited Egypt, saw their design, or, or vice versa? It is, it is possible, and right. that's the part of the mystery we don't know, but sure. ancient man was able to accomplish these things, hmm. and many others as well. And so you, 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 you move a little south into Maya territory, more into Maya territory, and here's a famous, interesting little building that when it was first discovered in modern times, they, they asked the locals, what is this? What is this building? And, the, and the, 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 the folks said, well, we don't know. All we know is the stories passed down from our ancestors. Oh, well, what are, what are those stories? Yeah. Well, apparently our forefathers used to be able to go up into this thing and communicate great distances. Okay. Oh, they could? How? We don't know. And mm -hmm. that's a mystery. Right. Could they, though, have had a means to communicate that is now forgotten, that is now lost to us, like Solomon said? Yes. Did they have a simple a simple way of communicating. Radio maybe, but that's just been forgotten. Right. Nobody knows. And so it, it, it still kind of remains a little bit of a mystery. But I had some friends who visited that very building and their guide took them around the corner and showed them this big amphitheater. Okay. In the amphitheater, the guy said, stand right here where the priest of the sun used to stand, mm -hmm. back when this was a thriving civilization. Yeah. He said, if you look to your left and to your right, you see these stones that are kind of broken down now. But he says, at the time that this was a thriving civilization, those stones were highly polished and angled exactly so that when the priest stood in this exact spot, all he had to do was speak in his normal voice. Yeah. And just the angle of the stones would amplify his voice so everybody in the amphitheater could hear it. <laughs> no need of a microphone, no need of electricity, no need of an amplifier, right. loudspeakers. Simplified ingenuity is what it's called. So basically they had ways to accomplish these things that arguably might have been more efficient than we have today. Yeah, and very low maintenance. Right. <laughs> Just maybe keep the stones <laughs> keep polished. The stones polished. <laughs> that's about all. That's about all you had to do. Wow. So and so this this whole thing gets gets you know maybe even weirder when you little, move a little further to south into the uh, area around Bolivia. There's a place called Tiahuanaco that has large stones, and the place looks like it was built for a race of giants almost. Just very large stones. In yeah. fact. The slab under the gateway is estimated to weigh a hundred tons. Wow. Now they have apparently found the area where the stones were excavated from 60 miles away over the Andes Mountains. Now this is 13,000 feet. Okay. So the big question was how do you move a 100 ton stone 60, 60 miles? miles? How do you do that? So they asked some of the locals, well, how did, you, how did your ancestors do this? And they mm -hmm. said, well, we don't know, we just know the stories. Again, similar, mm -hmm. similar idea. Yeah. 
Those stories were that the ancestors used to be able to move great heavy things with the aid of sound. Hmm. The aid of what? Sound. Okay. okay now, all right, may, maybe that's just totally folklore, right. or maybe we invoke witchcraft or whatever. But before <laughs> yeah. we just dismiss it as one of those things, mm-hmm. could they have had some technology that we no longer know, Right. like Solomon said, it was forgotten. Right. Now, the Roman engineers were not slouches. Sure. They know their story. Oh, I've been to okay. Rome. I, they, they're quite the engineers well, themselves. Well, and yeah, and, and if you, but all over Europe. Yes. When I was speaking in Portugal, they took us under an aqueduct on the freeway, and they said, this was built by the Romans. It's yeah. still used in Lisbon today. Right. So you think about things that the Romans built 2,000 years ago are still being used. So they knew what they were doing. The Roman engineer said it is impossible to move these stones. Okay. There is no way to move these stones. There must be a god here. Yes. So what they said is we'd better erect our own temple on top of this to try and appease whatever this local god is to help us in our military campaign. Wow. So that was their mindset back then. Now the Roman stuff has, has fallen down, just those columns left. But the mystery is who moved the stones and how? And you see all of the Roman architecture, the Colosseum, and all of these things that are actually still standing today. Right. And they were mystified by this. Totally, yeah. And to this day, (laughs) what did the ancients know that we've forgotten? They were obviously moving it. So let's go across the continents again over to China. And let's look at one of the dynasties, the Han Dynasty. There was Lady Dai who died, literally, a hundred years before Jesus was born they found that her body was wrapped in silk. Now, the silk wasn't a surprise because people have known about the silk trade in China for many years. But what was a surprise is the fact that the silk was printed in color in repeating patterns. Printed in color. Printed in color. And and, uh, right on... Now, interestingly, our textbooks would say that Hans Gutenberg invented the printing press in, what, 1450 or something like this. Okay, well, the Chinese had developed... a multi-color printing press long before. Yeah. Hans Gutenberg invented a monocolor printing exactly. press. And I've seen, the, I mean, I've been in Mainz, Germany to that museum and you can see it's an incredible machine. Yes. But yeah. this was multicolored. That was the first shock. <laughs> so again, cycles of history repeated. This machine sure. was forgotten and kind of rediscovered in Hans Gutenberg's time. Exactly. Then came the big shock though. When they finally unwrapped her body, they came down to her body. And they actually found that her skin was still supple, her, 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 uh, her hair was still firmly rooted in her scalp, and they, they were astounded at what they saw with her body. They do not know how a body is preserved that many years, 2100 years, and her body was still preserved to the point where they could actually even still with a machine, still see her last meal in her stomach. Really? And you can actually see her in the museum today in Shanghai. And she, she got a sealed glass coffin. That, and that's, that's, I mean, nobody, there's not an undertaker alive that knows how to preserve a body that long. Sure. So when you cross over the Mediterranean <laughs> yeah. and you go look at another ancient culture, which is totally fascinating. And if you go to Egypt, of course, you're, you're there. Most people will go to see the Sphinx and the pyramids and so forth, which, of course, are totally fascinating from an ancient cultural perspective. Sure. But if you go off the beaten track, you can see some other amazing things. Like in the little town of Abydos, there is a strange little temple that's been there longer than anybody can remember with some very interesting little carvings on it. A helicopter, like a submarine and a, a plane and a little, I don't know, this looks like something from the Jetsons. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Hmm? We don't know what these things are, but we do know what this thing was. It was discovered in 1898 okay. in an Egyptian tomb, 1898. Wow. They didn't know what it was because it didn't fit the typical pottery and the things that you normally think of you're finding in a tomb. Yeah. So they called it the wooden bird and put it back in the back, back room of a museum. In the early 1940s, now World War II is going on. Okay. They, they got this thing out. They found it again. They said, when was this discovered? 1898, before the Wright brothers flew. Wow. People back then, and they still do today, they do drawings of this thing. Yeah. They've actually made models of it, put power to it, and it flies. And it flies. Now, nobody's saying that Egypt <laughs> air is in existence or anything like that back in, the, you know, back in those ancient times, but the whole point is they certainly knew about flight. This is incredible. Now, we only have about two minutes left, but I want to sort of get to how this affects our country or our, our culture today. Right. Can, can we summarize with that? We can. Okay. We can. That what's going on is Romans 1, 21. We've got, we've got uh, this, is, this is astounding stuff because we can actually see a step down. We can see that the civilization being described here starts off at the top, knowing God, when they knew God. Uh-huh. But the verse doesn't end there. It says, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. Yes. That's the next step down. The next step down is refusing to worship and be thankful. It seems like a simple step, but it is a step down. Sure. But then the verses continue. But they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Now we've replaced God. Every time you replace okay. God, it is always going to be something foolish. Just look at evolution, for example. Sure. We've replaced the marvelous design of creation with an idea that says it just came about by random chance. Yeah. This is a foolish replacement of what God said He did. Wow. But then it goes on, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made of corruptible man and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And then yeah. that's the next step down, this idolatry. Oh, yes. You can just see this civilization taking the steps down. Okay. Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Yeah. Now we've taken another step down into immorality. Right. Continues who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Hmm. Then it says, for this, God, for this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did exchange the natural use for that which is against nature. Yes. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which is fitting. Right. Now we've gone beyond just plain immorality to now using what God originally made, and it's now depraved. Yes. But then as that chapter ends, we see a list that gets almost tiring to read. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not seemly, oh, yeah. who knowing the judgment of God, that they who commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So it behooves us as we look at the end of it to say, what do you think that represents? Right. To me, it represents total societal chaos. When and we when we look, look at, at our the culture, downward steps, where are we on this downward step? And we won't give an answer to that, but you look at this and tell us where you think we are because we've come a long ways and it's not an upwards evolution of intelligence. That's right. It's a downward spiral. That's exactly what it is. Thank you again for being here today. You're very welcome. And we were only able to touch on just a few of the issues today. I'm David Reeves, and until our next time on Wonders Without Number, Keep looking up. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of the television show Creation in the 21st Century on TBN and author of the book Wonders Without Number. 
When we look at science from a biblical perspective, remarkable things are revealed. Belief in the historical account of creation as found in the book of Genesis reveals much about the meaning of life and gives reason for our existence. Where did all the matter in the universe come from? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Visit our website and sign up for our email updates to receive links to free videos dealing with science, astronomy, creation, and the Bible. Give us a call to find out more about David Reeves Ministries or to order additional copies of this DVD and our other great resources. Like us on Facebook and drop us a line on how this program has impacted your life. I'm David Reeves. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God.